here is a great opportunity for you to use content that may be underutilized in a way that the present day audience is ready to receive it. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. What are some easy to implement digital marketing strategies and tools that any business can benefit from? Technology is constantly moving and shaking and to help you stay competitive in this constantly changing landscape, we've invited a specialist to share some digital marketing best practices that you can focus on right now. These are strategies that you can integrate into your current digital marketing plan. We're honored to have our friend Patia Abdul Razak, a digital marketing strategist and the principal of the Stylista Group, where she and her team develop and implement digital marketing plans and online strategic campaigns for lifestyle and luxury brands. She began her corporate career at Boston.com, where she helped develop effective online marketing campaigns for some incredible clients, including giants like Dunkin' Donuts and Fleet Bank. Patia, welcome to Twins Talk It Up. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this. From time to time, as Dave and I are speaking, Patia, and we want to let our audience know who's asking the questions because there has been this notion that Dave and I sometimes can sound alike. So <laughs> this is Danny. I think one of the questions that our audience is going to want to know, hey, what is digital marketing and why is it important for an organization to have a digital marketing plan specifically companies like Dunkin' Donuts. Absolutely. So simply put, right, getting down to the basics, digital marketing is any kind of promotion and messaging that happens on the internet. So that's the very simplistic um, explanation. So here we're talking about your website, your social media channels. You know, if you have a brick and mortar location, your directory listings, your Yelp reviews, your newsletters, right? Your newsletters can also sometimes be found on the internet, depending on the email service provider that you're using. Many times I Google my name and I see, oh my God, my constant contact newsletter somehow made it on the internet. That's great. So anywhere where your um, target audience can find you on the internet. And going back, back not too long ago, that wasn't even a thing. And so even really established companies, say like Dunkin' Donuts, who has been around before all of this even happened, it is really important to maintain a concise image, brand image online. And whether you're a large company or a mom and pop store, you really have to be online because this is where the present day customer is looking for information. Patia, this is David, and I appreciate you sharing that. And you touched on a couple of things, and I want to ask you to expound on this here sure. because there are several types of digital marketing 
out there. There are people that might get confused because they're the common SEO, search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. You talk about pay per click advertising. There's mm -hmm. email marketing, content marketing. Right. You talk about social media campaigns, social right. media marketing. Uh, we have affiliate marketing plans now. So most of us aren't skilled in that way or we're not really understanding the online marketing strategies that can best work for our organization. So from your experience, the question I have is, which of these do you see more often and which are most underutilized in these organizations? Okay, okay. So definitely everyone absolutely has to have a website. You should own your website. There was a time when social media came on the market and people were saying, you no longer need your website, just use these platforms, there's a built-in audience. I never agreed with that because these platforms are constantly evolving. You don't have control over them. Got to have your own website. And one of the main goals of social media and affiliate marketing and all of these things should be drive traffic back to your website, right? So starting off with the website, have to have the website. Next, social media, of course, because here you have the opportunity, even as a small business, to present yourself in front of a target audience that you may not have been able to reach before. So social media is definitely popular. Email marketing existed before social media. And actually, today, it has the highest return on investment for all digital marketing tactics. The reason being because you're allowed to personalize. Dear Fatia, dear David, dear Danny. And if you are really tracking the interactions for your email campaigns, you can get really granular and speak to that person on a personal level based on their interactions with you as a brand. So those are the ones that I think most people are comfortable with. Now, you mentioned some that people are not. Search engine optimization. If you have a website, it has to be found. That's search engine optimization. Simply put, when somebody goes to Google and they type whatever they're looking for, if your website is not set up in a way where it is where the robots go out and crawl, they're looking for keywords, they're looking for relevance, they're looking for video. If your website is not set up in a way that allows those robots to identify your website as one of the best possible answers for what that person is looking for, then you're missing out on opportunities. And a lot of especially small businesses ignore SEO. And I think it's because they don't really understand what SEO is. They think it's ads and you have to pay for it. And actually, maybe you have to invest in someone who knows the mechanics of SEO to set it up for you. But actually, SEO is free. It's not an ad campaign. You don't have to pay for it, right? You don't, you're not paying for clicks. It's just basically the architecture of your website and understanding the search patterns of your audience so that you can be found in Google. So that's definitely underutilized. Something else that I think could um, is under, underutilized as well, I would say, um, is the effective use of video. You know, many of us, I know that you guys <laughs> both agree that video is a very effective way of marketing. We have a lot of companies who have this wealth of content. And because this is what they're comfortable with, they keep publishing these long articles that, you know, people don't have the time to read volumes of text anymore. We just don't, myself included. I used to be a bookworm. I can't tell you the last day I read a book. And it bothers me. However, if you can transform that content into video content, and you create playlists where you're still imparting that really great information in video format, here is a great opportunity for you to use content that may be underutilized in a way that the present day audience is ready to receive it. This is Danny. I love how you brought that up. I think so many times we have business owners 
they look at the costs. Right. And they said, you know, it's not worth it. I'll just do it myself. What they fail to understand is that they don't understand their cash flow analysis. They don't understand the what it takes in order to really understand the digital marketing and all aspects of marketing very well. If they knew that and they knew the value and how much it costs to bring in one lead, how much work it takes to bring in one lead, you know what? They might be much more willing to have an outsourced marketing plan. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I really have a problem with is that they don't really consider that. They don't really think about that until it's too late. I really wish more people would sit down and consider that. Now, in our family, we've had to ask ourselves this question. <clears throat> How much am I worth per hour? Right. And I want all the business leaders out there who's listened to our podcast to ask yourself this question. How much are you worth per hour, per minute? Right. If you know that you're worth a certain dollar amount per hour, that then why aren't you outsourcing the things that are not worth that cost per hour? Exactly. Go out and spend one more hour networking, one more hour business development, one more hour in front of your ideal client to do sales. That's much more valuable than you to do back back end bookkeeping. That's what more time and worth more value and money long term than to do your own marketing. Exactly. I just don't understand people who want to do everything they want to save money. Hey, look, I'm trying to scale my business as fast as possible. If I can make twice as much money in half the amount of time just by outsourcing something, why am I not doing it? And I wish more people would. So what do you tell clients that come back and say, you know what? I don't know about paying your price. It's too expensive. It's, it's just not something I can afford. What do you yes. tell the clients when they say that to you? And unfortunately, I hear that much more than I hear. I'm signing on the dotted line. You guys know this, right? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. So for starters, a few years ago, I stopped saying, this is your cost, this is your fee. And I, I say, this is your investment in your business. And I think when people see that, it makes them think, it doesn't stop them from saying no, but I think it kind of gets the wheels turning. This is not, yes, this is the money that I'm going to spend now, 
But Petit is saying that when I spend this money now, I'm going to get this money back. I think, and, and that actually gets, gets some questions asked sometimes, like investment, what do you mean? Okay. Um, and also similar arguments or points that you, you know, that you just outlined, you know, many times a lot of these people have tried themselves and they have failed. So that's the first thing. Well, you've been trying to do this. It's not working. You don't have the time. You don't have the expertise. I actually have a list of clients just like you <laughs> that I have helped. And by all means, talk to them if you want to. And then also the point of not understanding their cost of acquisition. Many, especially smaller business owners, have no idea what that means. And then educating them on the fact that it is actually seven times more expensive to keep trying to attract a new customer over and over again, you're not really, you're not really attracting them because the business isn't growing, as it is to keep a happy customer engaged. Happy customers are great. That repeat business, they refer other people like themselves. And so why not allow me to help you <laughs> to engage with that prospect who will convert and become that happy customer? Because that person in the long run will actually provide revenue, recurring revenue for you, as opposed to you not even getting the opportunity to do so because you're trying to do it yourself. These are the conversations that I'm having in different forms all of the time. I appreciate that. And, I, and, I, and I'm really grateful to hear that. A lot of times our clients are, they don't understand the cost of acquisition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a great question that you have brought up, the cost of acquisition. If they actually sat down and looked at all the activities, all the money, all the time right. that is spent to get one customer, then they would realize it's definitely worth, worth it to outsource. If they knew that there were tools to help them. Right. They, that's the key. I mean, this is no longer pick up the yellow pages. pages. And, I'm sorry for our audience who's too young. They don't know what yellow pages are. They have no they have idea. Audience members that don't even know what buttons are on a phone, a real phone. Uh, so you guys have to really take time to speak to the expert. This is what they do every single day. Now, one of the things I want to ask you, mm -hmm. and one of the things I want to tell our, our audience about is there's this tool called a chatbot. Right. And yes, you need to have a website, but wouldn't it be great if you also had a way to interact with clients without you actually having to interact with them yourself? We, we sell a product called LeadSpark in our company, and we include a chatbot that integrates into the CRM that's on the website that actually goes to a landing page or call to action. So can you tell our audience why chatbots and conversational marketing are changing the game. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what size you are as a company, but having a chatbot and conversational marketing is changing the game and why it's advantageous for companies to do that today. Absolutely. So starting off with having someone being able to speak on your behalf 24-7 and not having to pay them. How about that, right? It can be cost-saving. Also with chatbots, what I like about them personally is that, you know, we spoke about email marketing, marketing being personalized. So the technology, and you guys are the experts, but this is my understanding of how it works and why I enjoy interacting with them. Because there's integration in the CRM that can allow the chatbot to respond in very specific ways to questions that person may be asking, you actually get the opportunity, even for a brand new lead, to start to build a relationship as a brand with that person by answering their questions succinctly. So they'll ask you question A, and then the chatbot responds in a way that's 
correct for whatever they're asking. And then you can actually have a conversation that moves them along the customer journey. So it's no longer a person who has no idea what you do or they have a general question. If the bot is set up correctly, and I'm sure you guys know how to do this, right? That bot can actually work kind of like a salesperson for your business and introduce them effectively. So here we are, cost savings in terms of not having to hire people to do this. 24-7 availability, three o'clock in the morning, somebody can have a conversation with the chatbot and also great data mining. As the person, as there's this interaction going on, the bot is then able to relay the kinds of questions. Now you guys know this is the kind of information that people need to know about this business. And you can therefore refine the process for the information that this, you know, that the bot is able to have with your prospects and sometimes with your current customers. Petya, this is David, and I'm glad that we're touching on something that I want our listening audience to focus on. What's going to help your customers to be happy? What's going to help them to feel connected to you? And so I want to ask you more about this concept of personalization. You have chatbots, great, but now you're focusing on campaigns that are targeted to specific clients, not general clients. Right. And my belief is that the more narrow you can become, the broader your opportunities are going to be for your company to capture those Absolutely. clients. So research has shown that more than 70% of consumers can become frustrated when content that has nothing to do with what they want is being thrown at them. When their experience is personalized, right, they say that 50% of consumers tend to buy more. Now, I have to admit, I could be one of those 70% when I'm trying to call and get an answer, or I'm online searching for a product on a company's website and I'm not getting what I want, I can be frustrated. Can you talk about this concept of personalization and how companies should be looking at this, let's say if they are in the tech sector versus someone who's in the healthcare sector? Absolutely. I think this applies across all sectors, actually. As a business, you know, you can have an idea of what you think your customers want or how they want to be spoken to or whatever it is. At the end of the day, it's not about you. <laughs> it's about them. Um, and so with the chatbots, you get, like I said, that data. So now you are able to then say, you know, this subset of our target audience, this is the kind of information they're looking for. That's the segment. But then this group of people, this is what they're interested in, down to the person level. This particular person who continues to interact with us, these are the kind of specific interactions they're having. This is the kind of product they're interested in. This is the kind of service, right? It's not all about products. This is the type of service this one person is interested in. How can we continue to engage with this person based on their interest level so that we can continue to sustain their loyalty to our company by giving them all of the answers and information that they, that one person, and I like to use myself as an example. And if my husband, he's going to watch this and he's going to be shaking his head. So like most women, I like fashion. And so the brands that I buy from, I'm not going to give them free advertising. They're already getting my money. This is what happens. Patia, we have this new jacket. How do they know I'm going to like this jacket? They know. They're monitoring my, my purchasing history, right? And by the way, we think you also love these boots. And nine times out of 10, they're right. So here I go. They got me to buy the jacket, the boots. Next week, what's coming off? Oh, and guess what? This sweater will go great with the jacket you just purchased last week. You see what I'm saying? They're talking to me, Fatia. 
maybe, you know, Mary and Susan over there, they have different purchasing power. They're not getting the same email that I'm getting. Maybe they bought something else. And so it's this ability to mine data, to analyze it and use it in a way that is effective in terms of harnessing the power of communication, online communication with your customers. And that's across all sectors. It doesn't matter if you're selling jackets or you're selling technology, right? It's really building a close-knit relationship with your customers or potential customers because the potential customers have to be nurtured to the point where they become customers and the existing customers, you want to keep them happy like me and, you know, buy the jackets and the shoes. <laughs> all right. I love that. This is Danny. Why don't more customers look at the insight that they have? And I really want to make sure our audience understands this. Look, you can do a task. You may do a task excellently. You may do it well. It may take you a year to do that task. But if you analyze the data, go back and look at the trends, gain some valuable knowledge on the insight, you might be able to do that task just as excellent, just as well, just as amazing, but do it in a month. Yes. How much more profitable can you be in your business if you analyze the data? So I'm, I'm really grateful that you brought up that aspect. And so many times business owners are wearing so many hats. And this is another reason why you should outsource your marketing. Absolutely. Because you need someone to analyze the traffic, analyze the data, analyze what's really happening, analyze all these things to help make you more profitable, help you have a shorter sales cycle and help you make yeah. even more money. And that will justify your cash flow. That would justify outsourcing everything you do. So I'm really grateful that you brought that up. I cannot stress heavily enough to our audience to make sure you analyze the data. The data is there. It's almost 100% times free. It is. So analyze your data, analyze your traffic, analyze their spend, your ad spend. And if you don't have the time to do it, Ask your outsourced marketing firm. We have, a, we have a special guest here today who could do that for you. Provide you the report. Show you how you're doing each month. And make sure you understand the trends. If you do that, I guarantee you, it will justify the cost of why you're Absolutely. outsourcing this. So please, audience, no matter what you do in life, I don't care if you're trying to lose weight. I don't care if you're trying to save money to buy a house. Whatever you're doing, analyze your data analyze the trend and you will be able to see insights and take action on those insights Actionable actions on the insights. That's where you make money. So I want to ask this question because I love this aspect of analyzing the data. Now more than ever before, we are seeing people profit often having their business online through a transactional way. And what I mean by that is, no digital marketing best practices. No posts were complete without the mention of a social commerce. And we know a lot of people are making money on Facebook, yes. Instagram, and all those different sites. They say that 72% of Instagram users have purchased a product on the app. That's huge. That's massive. So why are we not encouraging all of our users, all of our clients to make it easy for people to purchase their service, their solution, or their product through the app or through the process to find them on. Even on their own website, they need to make their website an e-commerce platform. Can you talk to why this is a great idea and a best practice? And then also, why aren't more people doing this? Right. So it's a great idea and a best practice because you have to connect with your customers where they are. We're all attached to these things. Scrolling and clicking, right? 
So if somebody is spending a great deal of time on Facebook or Instagram, and you know definitely that you know your ideal target customer, because that's another thing. A lot of people don't understand that you really have to tailor your digital strategy based on your target audience. If your folks are on Pinterest, that's where you need to be, <laughs> right? So that's the first mistake that I see being made. People don't take the time to really analyze the data and understand where they need to be in the digital space. So that's the first thing. Now, if you are not, and this is a competition, you're com competing with thousands of other people. So if you are not presenting yourself to your customers way, where they are actively engaging with brands and buying, 72% of people are buying. I'm one of them because I do it all the time on Instagram. If you're not there, you're completely losing the opportunity. They're there, so why aren't you? And I think sometimes people just aren't aware of these, the, these facts and the data. We are because this is a space that we live in. People are many times are totally unaware. I think that if more people were aware of the facts, then we would begin to see some of this resistance <laughs> change, right? There are also people who are still a little untrusting, you know, I'm not really sure. So there's, you know, there's always an education gap, I feel, that needs to be closed before people become comfortable. And then understanding, again, it's not about you. It's about your customer. This is where your customer is. So you have to be there. If you want your business to survive and grow and thrive, you have to be where your customers are. It's as simple as that. Petya, this is David. And I love that you've said this a couple of times in our conversation. It's not about you. And part of what my twin and I train our clients and organizations on when it comes mm -hmm. to public speaking and overcoming this sense of stage fright or speaking mm -hmm. anxiety, we say, focus on your audience. It's not right. about you. Right. And when you start thinking about your client, you tend to brand differently. You tend to <laughs> frame your marketing. You tend to frame your pitch. You frame everything differently because you got them in mind. So. What I want to ask is maybe a two-part question, and that goes to what should companies focus on first right now? And then secondly, are there any other best practices they should be aware of? Um, yes, I think that all companies, regardless of what industry you're in, you need to be aware of trends, things that are no longer working, and what is coming in the future. Um, and if you're in a place where you need to make a decision because you're catching up, then I would say focus on the future because the present is here if you're still catching up, right? Maybe you missed the boat here, but there's no reason why you can't educate yourself on what's coming and kind of come up with a plan so that you are part of <laughs> what's going to be happening in the future. So just being aware, I think a lot of business owners have this tunnel vision thing. Like they're so focused on their one business. This is what's going on with me. I'm not making any money. But part of the reason why you're not making any money is because you're not paying attention to the environment and what's happening around you. So it really starts with taking a step back and really understanding your playing field. A lot of business owners have no understanding of what's going on around them. And until you do forget about it, this is just not going to work. Then once you do that, then within, I mean, and everybody has, you know, maybe you don't have enough resources, money, whatever, but there's always a way forward, no matter what, always a way forward. Hire the consultant, please invest in yourself and have somebody tell you, okay, within the confines of whatever your situation is, this is what I think, this one thing or two things or three things that you should do in order 
to move from where you are now, which is usually a stagnant position, to position yourself to actually move forward. And that is, I'm giving a general answer because, you know, case by case, business by business, industry by industry. But I think for me, what I see in my business is that the reason why most businesses are stuck is because they have no idea what is really going on around them. They honestly don't. They don't understand the value of the assets that they really have. They don't understand how to articulate, articulate the value of what they have. They don't understand how to package it in a way to actually attract the ideal target customer that they need to attract. So you have to do an internal evaluation and then come up with a plan for moving forward. This is Danny. I love that. You said one key word at the very end, plan. Yeah. How, many of our, how many of our partners out there have plans? Are we walking each day just hoping to get a sale, hoping to close a lead? Right. Do we actually have a sales process, a sales plan? Do right. we have a marketing plan? Do we have a business plan for growth? If we don't have a plan, then each day we're running aimless and blindless. We got to have a plan. And I love the fact that you said the word plan. Having an outsourced marketing company to come in and do the digital marketing is a plan. Right. And having a consultation to make sure that we're staying in pace with that plan is a good thing. You don't just say, hey, I want to lose weight or, hey, I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle and have no plan, which means right. you won't go to the gym. You won't eat the protein. Right. You won't have accountability, buddy. That's not a way to get muscle. So how can we grow our business without having a great plan? So I love the fact that you brought that up. And I think that's very important. Let me ask you this question. I think our, our audience needs to understand this. Now that we're getting to the last quarter of the year, mm -hmm. this is the last quarter of the year. We should be trying to close out the quarter with a bang. Right. We should be building pipeline for 2023. We should be looking at our budget for 2023, including the marketing plan. How do you help your clients? put a plan in place for 2023? How do you help them create the digital marketing strategy they need mm -hmm. to get their company where they need to go? And I say this is very important because our audience, when I tell you, what is your goal for the next year? Oh, I, 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 they, they, that's what they tell me. Right. Instead of saying, I want to grow by 25%, I want to grow by 100%. And then the next question I ask them, if you want to grow by 100%, show me the plan that's going to get you there. Right. They right. don't have that. You know, so how do you help your clients yeah. put together that plan for 2023? Absolutely. So it starts with an analysis of how 2022 has gone. What have we hit out of the ballpark? What did we fail at? For the failures, you know, are there lessons that could be learned so that we try this again? Or is this something that we should just never do again? <laughs> A lot of people don't do that analysis. For the things that we hit out of the ballpark, understanding what where you are means, <laughs> right? Again, like quantifying measurable results, quantifying what everything means, and then projecting forward based on where you are, where you want to go. Has to do with numbers. People are scared of numbers. I don't know why. It's like a, they don't like to talk about money. They don't want to talk about percentages. Everything is like in the air better. I want to grow and stuff. What does that mean? Unless you have a number, it's really hard to attain a goal. This is David Petit, and I'm glad you said that because it's so true. We want to hide sometimes from those numbers. The mm -hmm. only numbers we want to see is all the profit, right. how much more money we're bringing in, but we don't want to get to the granular, deep down, dig into 
the numbers that it's costing us. Right. How much is it costing you? And that's actually a great question. And part of Danny's training and sales training, he'll ask his client, how much is that costing you? And you get them to pause for a moment and say, hmm, I wonder what that's costing me. Are you okay with that? And when you ask that follow-up, are you okay with it? it then they finally analyze or at least get to the point where they're like, look, I got to look at the numbers. You're right. You can't go forward without looking at what's worked, what's not worked, because then you can't make those adjustments. Right. Now, you know, it's interesting about what you do as a digital marketing strategist, as someone who is consulted on by companies mm -hmm. to help them with their brand, to help them with their message. We know that these companies have an image that they have to upkeep. We talk about branding, the power of branding right. around the world. We know that there's a brand out there that you'd look at a bitten apple and you know instantly what that's talking about, a bitten fruit rather, right. you know that's talking about apple. And so when we talk about the company brand, we tend to forget that we all, all of us as professionals walk around with what we have, our personal brand. You can have your business, but you are also a business. Right. And however how you look at it, you may not be bringing in dollars left and right, but you have a personal brand. Patina, you have your own brand. Okay. Yes, you do. have your company, right? You have your company that's stylistic group, but you also have your brand that you're building. Can you talk about your own brand and then also what it means to be a Google trained certified speaker? That's right. That is so that I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, as I get older and I'm thinking, you know, at 85, do I want to be running an agency? And so I have on purpose been building the brand of Patia, right? And a lot of times when you're a small business owner, you just you just build the company. Yes. So I do have my own personal brand um, and my personal brand. I am what I focus on is education for my personal brand. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I come from a family of teachers. My grandparents were teachers, very strict. And, you know, we're from Guyana in South America. So it's like education was everything for us. Um, the grandchildren, none of us chose to be teachers, but we all end up teaching somehow. So it's definitely part of our DNA. Um, and so I teach at the college level. 
Um, I teach digital marketing and, and social media at the college level. And I'm also, as you said, um, a Google certified trainer. And so Grow with Google is a program that is a strictly educational um, program. And what they do is that they um, contract people like me to deliver best practice presentations to audiences, whether they be job seekers or small business owners and how to harness the power of Google's digital tools. Um, and so we're a team of about 80, 18 of us nationwide and we represent Google at conventions or even small meetings. And we educate on how you can use Google's suite of tools to either, if you're a job seeker, find jobs, my specialty, of course, is small business marketing. So how do you use Google Analytics? By the way, everybody, Google Analytics is a free tool, costs you nothing. Everybody, I don't care if you're a mom pop shop, should have Google Analytics on, installed on your website. It tells you exactly what's going on, who's coming, who's leaving, who's looking at what page, right? YouTube, video marketing is everything, costs you nothing to set up a YouTube channel. And so in that role, um, I am able to speak in audiences of this month, I did a presentation for 3000 people. <laughs> um, and so that is the brand of Patia. Um, it's definitely connected to my agency because digital marketing is what I do and what I love. But you know, one day I may decide not to run an agency and I still want to do what I love. And in that role, it would be less implementation and more education and advising. So that's that's my personal brand. Love it. I love it. This is Danny. And I love how you talk about the personal brand. I want to encourage your audience. Listen, you are your brand of your company. Yeah. And your employees are your brand of the company. So you really want to make sure you educate, train up your employees really well. Don't just say, hey, look, we're making money. We're doing well. You need to put employee development into your budget so that they can be a great extension of your brand. Of your brand, You don't have the time to do everything yourself. I'm talking about customer support, billing, finance, marketing. Every employee is an extension of you and your brand. So really focus on your brand. I love that. I love this whole brand. You brought up earlier how somebody can call you and talk about a purse or a some fashionable item, something that is so amazing that will help you stand out, just like the background in your, in your office today. Stand and you see, out. I showed up looking like this. That was yes, on purpose. You, you are professional. That is your brand. I love it. I want to just make sure our audience understand it. This, your company, your brand, when you outsource your digital marketing, when you outsource your sales, your support, whatever you decide to outsource, it doesn't matter what it is, make sure the company you outsource to is a great brand themselves because they're going to be an outsource of your brand. Exactly. And if they do a poor job, it's going to make you look like you're doing a poor job as a company that you cannot execute. So I just want to throw that as a best practice. Don't just interview and try to get the cheapest company out there. Pay for a company that is worth their value. And if I you agree. do that, they're going to do a great job. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, and you know, digital marketing is such a, you know, broad term. There are different ways to do it. You know, look for somebody who specializes and understands your industry, right? Ask them for case studies, ask them to speak to their clients. Listen, all of my clients are more than happy to get on the phone and talk to a prospect. If somebody can produce that, run in the opposite direction. <laughs> you have to have proof points. So, and people like that usually cost, but remember, this is an investment in your business. And I love that you say, whoever you hire, whether it's technology or digital marketing, anybody that's an 
an outsourced service provider for your business will represent your business. That's a really good point that people don't, don't realize. And so you have to make sure that that person will represent your business in the same light that you would. Petya, this is David. I'm glad that we're having this talk. And I think it's so important that we look at the overall picture. Where do we want to see our organization in three months, six months, a year? And then now you've got to break that down to different chunks. And one of those key core components is the marketing plan, the marketing strategy. And of that, you're going to have to talk about getting caught up with the times. Right. As we've been having this discussion, things that worked five years ago or even a year ago will not work for you going forward. We're looking at technology that you could get on your very phone. It's simple for a lot of these people because most of the shopping is being done now on their phone. They're not going on the laptops. Right. They're not making calls. Some of them are window shopping from their cell phone. And so you have to be able to take advantage of these trends. And so Petia has been sharing some of these best practices so that we understand how to take advantage of the changing landscape, especially around technology. But yeah, I want to ask this question here when it comes to working with CEOs, business owners, mm -hmm. do you find that it's challenging to get them to understand your plan and your vision for the organization? Or is it easier to work with, let's say, the marketing director or the CMO of those organizations to get them to understand that this is the way to go forward? Because I know for a lot of organizational leaders, they want to trust their, let's say, CMO. They want to trust their marketing department to make those plans. They put aside those dollars or they allocate those dollars. But what's the harder sell for you? Is it to get the CEO business owner to see it? Or is it harder to get, let's say, a marketing strategist within the company to see it when it could be in their mind, their neck on the line, if they don't really have the same idea that you Right. Do. So it's a mixed bag of all of the above. Um, my best kind of CMO partner is somebody who's new and who has been brought into effect change, and they know this is the way forward. My worst kind of CMO partner is what you described. Somehow they're being forced to engage with us or people like me, because you know many times it's several agencies being evaluated, and they feel threatened. And so everything that you say, it's a reason why it can't work. They never even sometimes allow you to get the attention of the CEO or whoever, because you know they know or they feel that if you do, then they're gonna be removed. As opposed to the other person who wants to, that person wants to be the hero. So they're like, yes, come in, do an amazing job because this is gonna make me look good, right? That, yeah, mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that picture because for people that say, Dave, why do you have conversations with other public speaking coaches? Right. Why do you have conversations right. with leadership communication right. organization? Because I'm not threatened by them. Exactly. And it enhances my value. It makes my clients look at me and say, wow, he's more credible right. because he looks at that as a way to sharpen you, not to weaken you. So exactly. I love that you say that you work better with those CMOs, those directing uh, directors of marketing that value your insight, that value your expertise, and it actually makes them look like the hero. So I love that you said that. That's awesome. So if you're out there listening today, don't run away from those who are in your lane. No, Learn to perfect no. yourself and to harness right. what they're doing to refine your skill set. So I love that you said that. And thank you for sharing that because we know that there are organizations out there. There are people that are listening to this podcast that will say, well, I have my CMO in the house or I already have a market strategist in the house. Right. No, it's okay 
to welcome another set of eyes. It's okay to welcome a difference of opinion because that might help take you over the top. So thank exactly. you for sharing that, Patia. Exactly, exactly. We're all playing for the same team here. <laughs> we are. You got it. You got it. This is Danny. I want to ask this quick question. And I think a lot of our audience members need to know, look, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there. There are a lot of business owners out there. There are a lot of leaders in executive roles for larger companies out there as well. Uh, when it comes to the leadership mindset, you came in this morning, you came in dressed up, ready to go, full of energy. You had your background up. You had your theme going on all in your head. You're, you're excited, ready to go. What type of leadership principle do you follow each day that gets you ready to go? Because it's early in the morning. You're, you're here. You're excited. You're ready to go. Your mindset was like, look, I got to build up my brand. You talk about your brand. What leadership uh, principle can you uh, really shed insight for our audience that they can use to be in the same shoes that you're in? Because you came in on fire, ready to go. You yeah. came in excited. You came in ready to tell people about your brand, tell people about the reason why they need to look at outsourcing digital marketing, even to the fact that, look, having a second set of eyes is ready to go. You talked about having a plan. You're talking about creating the strategy. All these great things. What was that leadership principle that you, you're using each day to get you excited, get you going? And how can our audience apply that for their own lives each day? Absolutely. You know, I always say this, and if he ever hears this, he knows I'm talking about that, about him. I had a really great boss at boston.com. I was young, I was junior, I was new, but he saw something in me. And within six months, he would include me in meetings and on projects that honestly, I had no business being a part of. And so that, like, I will never forget that. And that is the kind of leader. I hate the word boss. I'm nobody's boss. Without my team, I can't do anything that I do. And that is the kind of leadership that I hope <laughs> I'm providing for the people who work with me, not for me, with me. But yeah, this is David. I love that energy. And I appreciate you bringing that to us. People often will say that Dan and I have a, an energy about us that feeds the crowd or that gets them excited. But this is what's happening now. You're feeding us, we're feeding you. I'm loving that. And I'm so glad you're coming onto our program to share those thoughts. When you think about those digital best practices, those digital marketing strategies mm -hmm. that you should look at, that's what Petya has shared with us today. Strategies that you today can integrate in your current digital marketing plan. We encourage you, look outside of your own organization if you oh. need to. Get that second set of eyes. Bring somebody in who could give you a true evaluation based on true data and to get your company situated for a better fall 2022 and a better 2023 setup. She shared today that branding is important. Looking at your website, understanding search engine optimization, video content marketing. Video is so valuable. People don't have time to read every article. They don't have time to read through the entire newsletter, but they can see that short video clip. Chatbots, why they're so important? Because it's now making shopping and interaction with customers more personable. People see that. Branding yourself in such a way where they can grab you through other mediums. It doesn't matter if you're on Twitter, right. Pinterest, doesn't matter if you're on LinkedIn. There are ways that you can get this done. I want to thank Patia for joining us today. My twin and I are so thrilled by this new partnership, this new found relationship we've been we're building here. But if you want to learn more about Patia and her work, visit her website. It's the stylistagroup.com. That's T-H-E-S-T-Y-L-I-S-T-A group.com. And she can give you an evaluation of where you are 
and give you a picture of where you could go in 2023. Thank you for joining us. We're so thrilled that you spent some time with us today. Thank you again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.